You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Glory to God. Please let's have our seats. Good evening, all. You're welcome to service this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm looking forward to start the message from since Pastor David has preached half of the summer. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, um, this evening, um, I want to talk about something that started boiling in my heart. I've been in my heart for a while, but um, started getting stronger. And uh, I'll just, we'll just talk about it. I don't know how to go, but we'll just, like my wife would say, we'll follow, just follow me as I follow the Lord. Amen. Lord, we come before your table to eat this evening. We'll receive your word with meekness. In the name of Jesus, our hearts are open to receive from you. I bring myself under the power of your spirit. And I say, cause my tongue to be like the pen of a ready writer. To inscribe your words upon the hearts of the people. In the name of Jesus. Speak, Lord, and we will hear. Not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the words also. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, some weeks ago, guys, we're probably running into months now. Some weeks from, well, a while ago, one of those days, uh, my wife was talking to me about God's dealing with her. And um, God was talking to her about mental assets. So that's what I want to talk about today. God was talking to her about mental assets. And, you know, as I was, um, as I was doing my preparation and studies for the last series we just finished on Sunday, what's that again? God's mighty supply. Amen. I was reading I was, I was reading, um, Gloria Copeland's book, one of Gloria Copeland's book. And in the middle of it, she started, one of the chapters, she started talking about mental ascent again. And you know, it just leaped at me, just jumped at me very strongly. And so I started looking at it, started um, studying it. And so we'll talk about it this evening. Mental ascent, mental ascent. Um, Let's start from Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, him being God. For he who comes to God must first, oh, sorry, I doesn't say first. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you see, the first thing it says here, and Hebrews 11 is the, call it the chapter of faith, talking about the hallmark of faith. It defines faith. It defines faith and shows how people use faith. And the showing of how people use faith it further strengthens or further defines what faith is. Because you see, faith is not just, faith is not just, um, 
Faith is not just, oh, um, how do I put it? Faith is not just, um, okay, a formula, I do this and I do that and I do this, this is equal to faith, so I get a result. What I'm saying is that if you go through the book of Hebrews, like I said, we've done it one time, maybe we'll do it again. If you go through the book of Hebrews, we'll find how you talk, by faith, this person did this. By faith, that person obtained this. By faith, this person achieved this. And you look at it, almost every one of them did different things. But all those things were their actions of faith or were their what simple, simply put, was their faith in action. Amen? So, uh, uh, it's a chapter of faith. So, like I said, it defines faith. It shows how, how people use faith. It shows us how faith works and all that. Now, verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, the first thing I will see here, I say that without faith, if you do not have faith, if you're not walking by faith, you're not living by faith, it is impossible to please God. See, your praying does not please God. Your, your, hallelujah. Your, your, your plenty prayers, don't get me wrong, say, say, ah, say your praying doesn't please God, so that means that we shouldn't pray. No, no, no. Your, your prayer activities, does not please God. Oh, I prayed, I fasted for, I fasted, I've been fasting since January, since now October, I've been fasting. It doesn't please God. Amen? Your, all your actions, your activities, they do not please God if they are not faith-based. So for your prayers to please God, they must be faith-based. For your study of the Bible to please God, they must be faith-based. For your everyday life to please God, it must be based on faith. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It didn't say it's difficult to please God. It says impossible. What does it mean impossible? That means it can't happen. Any other, anything you do, no matter what you do, you, 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 you know that they are, they are, there are these people that do, um, say they are doing what they call, is it pity to, to please God? You see some people, I mean, mostly in this, um, Mexico and things that you see, I, I, I've read all this drama. This is somebody that crawls on his knees for, crawl on broken glass, do sorts of crazy things. Some people will be hung on the cross that all they do is trying to please God. God is not pleased. God is not pleased. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For who, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, for us to be able to please God, we must believe that he is. Amen. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, for, to get anything from God, to get to, to make any meaningful progress with God is by faith. Faith is important. Now, if you say faith is important, 
So sometimes we, 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 we have a situation where somebody will say, oh, I've been in faith. Oh, I've been confessing God's word. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And, and I've not received any results. I began to look at it. What is one of the reasons that people don't get from God? Because they are not in faith. That's what the scripture says. But I have all the motions. I have all the notions of faith. So what is the problem? Probably we're going to talk about this evening. Mental assent. You see, you can mentally assent to God's word. You can, you can mentally agree. I want to mental, mental assent. It's basically just, basically agreeing that God's word is true. Agreeing that, I agree that God's word is true. Oh, uh, 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 by, by his stripes we are healed. I believe that it is true. I believe that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And I am healed. Amen. I confess it. I declare it. But see, what are the things? What is? Now it's coming to a very dicey thing. What are the? What are my corresponding actions to what I believe? Amen. You know, some weeks ago we talked about corresponding. We'll talk about it again this this evening. Talk about it in the course of this. But what basically? What are your corresponding actions to show that you believe? See, when you believe. When you trust God, when you trust God and you believe God, Amen, Hallelujah. There, it 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 prompts actions out of you. Now, remember, like last time, we, I'm still, I'm jumping, but I I, I, someone, I I want to clarify or lay the foundation as God. Remember, last time we talked about to say corresponding action. There's no way where the Bible says that, like this scripture, very good. This scripture it says, "And without faith, it's impossible to please God." It didn't say, "And without faith and corresponding action, it's possible to please God." Amen. So, where does corresponding action come into it? Corresponding action comes in what faith prompts you to do. And that's what David was, like I said, David was, that's what David was talking about this in. Corresponding action comes in what faith, faith will prompt you to do something. I can't say I'm in faith and I just lie down and I do nothing. I can't say I'm in faith and I just, okay, I'm in faith to get a job. So, what are you doing about getting a job? No, I'm just, I'm just at home. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just praying in tongues. I was praying in tongues. God will project my thoughts to somebody's mind. The person will call me. It doesn't work that way. Amen. It can happen, but that is not how it works. Glory to God. So, mental ascent is, is knowing in my head, I think it's a head thing, knowing in my head that God's word is true, but in my heart, it's not established. Amen. That's why somebody with mental ascent, I say, um, I'm believing God for, I'm believing God, let's continue with healing. I'm believing God for healing. Oh, I, I, by stripe, I'm healed. By stripe, I'm healed. By, I'm not going to use drug. By stripe, I'm healed. By stripe, I'm healed. By stripe, I'm healed. The next night, the next time I open my eyes, I'm hospital bed, I fixed two drips, I blood everywhere. I passed out. I say, ah, but I was in faith. I was confessing God's word. I was confessing God's word. Amen. Mental ascent is that I am, as you know, in, in that process, in that, in that process of confessing God's word, um, something, somewhere we, deep down within my heart is still questioning that whether it will work or not. Like I'm jumping because, like I said, it's, it's studying humble, so just follow me. You know, if any time you're trusting God, you say you're trusting God or you're in faith, and then after some times, 
you start questioning, you start questioning God's word, then you are never in faith. You just mentally assented to what God's word says. Amen. Hallelujah. Why, why didn't it, why didn't it work? Why didn't I receive? But I've been seeing, I've been confessing, I've been confessing since January and nothing has happened. Why has nothing happened? No, you're just mentally assented to God's word. Amen. Please just follow me. I'll clarify, I'll try by the Holy Spirit to clarify some of the questions that are rising in, in our hearts. Now I say, so it's agreeing that God's word is true in your mind, but not fully relying on it. Agreeing that God's word is true in your mind, but not fully relying on it. So we read, we read, um, so let's go back to Hebrews, Hebrews, this is Hebrews 11, go back to verse 1. It says, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So it, it, it says two things here. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, there is faith, there is hope there. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So see, for faith to, for faith to, let me put it this way, for faith to work, there has to be something hoped for. Amen? There has to be something hoped for. Faith is the substance of, uh, we've defined what hope is. We say hope is pictures. Uh, uh, um, um, confident assurance. Confident expectation of good. So faith is confident. So faith is the substance of the things I confidently expect, the good I confidently expect. Amen. Faith is what I hold on to. While I am, I am expecting that good. Glory to God. Now, uh, um, you, you know, you know, while I was, I, I was thinking about the illustration that came to me is this. Faith is like browsing through, faith is, I mean, hope is like browsing through a brochure. We paint a picture in our minds. Faith, hope is like browsing through a brochure. It's, it's not too common now, but, but it's, it's, it's still common online, you know. Like Jumia, Jumia is beginning to do advertise Black Friday, Black uh, something, 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 whatever it is. You could go to a site and then you will see the item, you see the description, you see the price, you see, you look at the things there, you see them, and you know they are, you know, um, let me think of an example. I'm trying to think of a product that you know exists. How many of us Know that robots exist. How many of us have seen a, a robot before? Life, life robots. Sir? <laughs> okay, I'm trying to do something that we know, but now, you know a robot exists. You've heard about them. You've, you've probably even watched movies about them. Amen. Hallelujah. For, imagine if you decide you want to buy a robot now. Amen. You want to buy a robot now. You go to the, you go to a robot selling company and then you go to the brochure. You see all the robots. You see, you pick the one. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's come down to reality. Let's use phones. Let's use phones. Okay. How many of us have seen the um, iPhone 
14. But how many of you know that the iPhone 14 exists? How many of you like an iPhone 14? How many of you want an iPhone 14? Good. Now, you know that an iPhone 14 exists. You've, some of us, some of us have read all the, the specification. You know what it can do. You, you, you have, you, I mean, you literally, you know an iPhone 14. Amen. You browse the brochure. That is hope. You have a picture. That's from the picture. Amen. Hallelujah. Now faith is this. That I order for it. I paid for it. And then I'm given an invoice or I'm given a document to say that you have ordered for, you have ordered and paid for this iPhone. And in 14 days time, you will have it. Amen. Now, do you have the iPhone yet? Amen. But do you have the iPhone? Can you begin to brag on the iPhone? Very simple, simple one. Um, Better gave a testimony some weeks ago about her, her tab. Do you have the tab? Physically it has arrived. But you're sure of it. Have you started making plans about how to use it? You know what you're going to do with it. You know how. You, she can begin to talk about it. I don't know if there's a date yet for it, but you can begin to talk about it as if it physically exists. That's why the fact that all you have and all you're holding on to is the promise document of it. Amen. So it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Give me the amplified. I think the amplified. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. Being proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Amen. And this is where the crux of the matter is. Faith perceiving as real fact. What is not revealed to the senses? You know, a lot of time, what, what, and that's where mental ascent and faith is. No, a lot of time, what mental ascent is that I am depending on my senses to convince me that it is real. I'm depending on my senses to convince me that it's real. That is not faith. That is mentally assenting to what has been promised us. Amen. I mean, same thing. I can, I can go through the, you, you say the, the, the whatever, schizophrenia, whatever. You know, some people can, you know, somebody can actually, uh, maybe Skolo or what, I don't know what. It is. Somebody can actually study about an iPhone. Amen. To the point that he believes he has an iPhone. You know, that people like that, a situation like that, they think that you can actually, you can actually Think about it to the point where you, you, you're convinced that you have it despite the fact that you don't have, you have not paid for it, you have not done anything about it. That person mentally assents to it that he has an iPhone. But when I have paid for it, amen, then I have a title deed to it. 
And our payment is not what we have done. It's not the payment that we have made. It's what Jesus has done for us. Amen. So, let, we're talking about health again. When I come to health, I'm saying, I believe that I am healed because of what Christ has done for me, because of his sacrifice. By his stripes, I was healed. So, I believe that I am healed. I am not, I am not, I am not checking my physical experience. I'm not checking how hot my body is. Amen. Hallelujah. See, let, let me say this. I may stand in, I may say I'm standing in faith or to the point that I use drugs, but even while using drugs, I'm still convinced that I am healed. Hallelujah. Mental ascent is that place where I get to where because I finally use drugs, I get disappointed. I say, but why did I, if I'm in faith, why did I use drugs? If, then you're not in faith. Hallelujah. You're not in faith. Glory to God. Let's look at uh, one scripture. Uh, let's look for it. My notes everywhere. Second, Second Corinthians 5, 7. He says, for we walk by what? By faith. Not what? By sight. So this is what I'm saying here. We walk by faith. We walk by what is faith? The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the assurance. We walk by this assurance, not by what we see. Amen. I am not waiting, I'm not waiting to see it to believe it. Amen. Seeing is not believing in faith. Believing is seen in faith. Glory to God. Believing is seen. So it says, we walk, so for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by our conviction based on God's word, not by what we see or what we feel. Amen. I see it's me standing in, in this, what I believe from God's word that actually brings it to pass. Amen. Okay. There are plenty, uh, like, I, like I said, my notes are everywhere. But plenty of things I've jotted down, but I'm just trying to, I don't want to do too much of talking. Let's just go straight to the point. Now let's, let's go to James chapter, James chapter 1 from verse 22. Okay, you know what? Let's start from 19. 19. It says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now, 22. But, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So you see, first it tells us that, see, be doers of the word. And I've spoken about it before. Say that word doers. It also means that be performers of the word. It means, let me use another word. It means be actors of the word. Amen. That means that when you hear God's word, you act on it. Amen. Be those that act on God's word. Not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So, you see, do you know here, it shows us the person who is in faith and the person who is mentally assented to God's word. 
The person who is in faith is the one who is a doer of the word. He hears the word and he does it. Amen. There's another person who is only a hearer of the word. He hears the word. And that's all he does. He hears the word. But he he is he, not strong enough to motivate him. Or he's not strong enough to propel him into action. Amen. He said that person deceiving himself. Go on. For if any man is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Amen. So he says that look, he looks into the mirror. That anybody who is who is just a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who is looking at himself in the mirror. He he goes away and forgets the kind of man that he is. Glory to God, Hallelujah. So you see, still talking about mental ascent and uh, uh, person in faith because mental ascent and faith they look alike. They honestly they really look do look alike, but they are not the same. Go back to twenty twenty three. For you, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Amen. And from all that we've read, God's word is the mirror. Amen. You go to God's word, you see who you are in God's word. Verse 24, he says, for he observes himself and goes away. Amen. So he sees it from God's word. This is who I am. But he takes his eyes off it. He says he observes it and goes away. And he may forget what kind of man he was. Why? Because he goes away and he's seen other things. Amen. I always, I always, when anytime I talk from here, I always use women as uh, an illustration. Women always have, most women, most women have mirrors in their bags. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why you see a woman, she leaves home 6 a.m. in the morning. She has makeup. Her makeup is in place, intact. She looks good. And when she's coming back home 6 p.m. in the evening, her makeup is still intact and she's looking good. You think it's magic makeup that she used? No. It was that she's constantly looking at her face in the mirror to adjust her makeup. Amen. She's constantly looking at her face in the mirror. She didn't, if she applied, you know, most of us men, most men, I think the average man, the average man, most of us, we look at the mirror only once in a day. Okay, someone say once in a month. <laughs> once, as I said, the average man, once in a day. When I go to the, like today, I looked at the mirror while I was combing my hair. I'm going to push it to make sure everything is well combed. I've left home. I've not looked at the mirror after that. So if, if somebody comes and me, they say, hey, Pastor, your beards are tangled. Okay, it's tangled. Sorry. I didn't look in the mirror. Why? He observes himself, goes away, and immediately, he forgets what kind of man he was. The guy who mentally ascends to God's word, observes himself in God's word, he goes away, and because of the things he is seeing, 
he comes to a place he forgets the kind of man that he was. He forgets that God says that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed, so I am healed. Amen. I've, I've, I've also given this illustration before. How many of you women, yeah, you women, how many of you, when you are doing your makeup this today, whatever time it was, when you are doing your makeup this today, it was somebody standing in front of you, and then you are saying, say, I want to put lipstick, say, oh yeah, be going, be going. No, it's too much. Let's go, go down. Go up. Say, drop pencil. Say, uh, yes, 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 yes. I stop. It's okay here. How many of you, that's what you did? No, you went to the mirror and did it yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. You went to the mirror and did it yourself. And you saw who you wanted to see. Amen. To keep that image fresh. To keep that image alive is that you constantly be looking into that mirror. Let's go on. Let's go on. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. See, is that you look into God's word, you see what God's word, who God says you are in his word, and you continue to look at that word. Amen. You continue to look at that word. And it's not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in whatsoever he does. Amen. Now, uh, um, let's go to James, still in James. Go to James chapter 2. Let's start from 14. So remember what chapter 1 has said about, it says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith and does not have works? Can faith save, can faith save him? Amen. You know, you, you, you know, this looks, we're talking about this, says that, um, what does it profit a man if he says he has faith and does, uh, and has no works? Okay, let's, let's just read it. If, if you explain itself. Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? It says, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. See, it's comparing it to um, um, the brother, somebody who is in need. He says that, uh, if somebody comes to you now and says he's in need, I say, oh, be filled in the name of Jesus. Receive, be filled. You, I mean, lay hands on the stomach. Be full now in the name of Jesus. Be full of, of pounded yam and this is soup in the name of Jesus. It's hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Instead of doing something, Amen. Instead of doing something, instead of taking action based on what the person says, he says that of what profit is that? Amen. So you see, so when somebody comes, when somebody comes, when somebody comes to the need, I'm talking about the need. It, there, there is something that is, it prompts you to do. He says, he says, he says, um, go back now. Thus. Also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. 
So he says, faith, if there's, if, if faith is not, uh, um, when we talk about corresponding action, if faith is not, um, motivating an action, then it's dead. Go on. He said, but someone will say, I have faith and I have works. Someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. So what's saying that? Somebody will say, no, you, me, I, you, you have faith. Me, I have action. But he said that, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So, I will show you my faith by the things that it produces. I will show you my faith by proofs. Hallelujah. Faith will always, will always prompt you to act. Faith will always, faith will always motivate you to do something. And that's why, that's why we want to talk about faith. We say faith without, like we always read from here, faith without what? Faith without corresponding action. Faith without, faith that does not propel any um, action from you is not faith. The Bible says that it is dead. Go on. We're reading to, okay, to, to 26. You believe that there is God, you do well. Even demons believe and tremble. So, you see, you see, say, oh, I believe that is God. I believe that is God. Well, James said that you're doing well. But even demons believe that there is God. So you're believing that there is God. You're believing that, you're believing that, uh, um, um, God can heal me. You're believing that God can prosper me. You're believing that God can do it. It's not faith. Because even demons know that God can do it. They know that God can heal. They know that God can save. They know. Amen. So say, you do well, but even demons believe the same. But demons don't get healed. Amen. Go on. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, but do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Go on. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Amen. Now see what he's saying. When God told uh, uh, um, um, Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, the Bible says that Abraham, if you read from Hebrews, it says that Abraham believed that God was able to raise, uh, uh, um, was able to raise his son back from the dead. Amen. He believed. I mean, he believed God that, he believed that God could do. But you see, that didn't, that's not where he stopped. He went ahead to carry out God's instruction. Knowing that as he does God's instruction, then, um, God was bound to do what he said he would do. Amen. He believed God. I mean, a part of his believing God was, what, part of what he believed was, God had promised, God had made a promise to him in this son, Isaac. God had said that through Isaac, his, 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 will his generation come. Amen. That's what God promised him. Now God had come and said, sacrifice Isaac. Hallelujah. 
if he trusted God that what God said is true, then he had no fear carrying out God's instruction of sacrificing Isaac. I'm going to sacrifice Isaac, but I know that through what God has said, through God has promised that through Isaac, my descendants will be named, that that will happen. You know, I, he could have said that God said, I, I you know that's what the, the Muslims are, are, are claiming. God, has, God said that, um, sacrifice Isaac, through your Isaac, your descendants will come. No, God had told him, through Isaac, your descendants will come. All of a sudden, God now comes to the descendants, sacrifice Isaac. And that's, ah, the Isaac that he said, my descendant will come. I have another son who is not the son of promise. I can sacrifice that one. And then I can keep this one to fulfill God's word. You know, that's, he got, what he just did was just mentally assented to the promise that God made to him. But because he believed the promise that God made to him, how we knew that Abraham, how we know that Abraham was in faith was the actions that he took. Amen. How we know that Abraham was in faith was the action, was the actions that he took. That God is able to do what he has said. So no matter what happens, God is still able to bring his word to pass. So he said, do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Go on. And scripture was fulfilled. We said, Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. So Abraham believed God and was, like we said some days ago, it was credited to Abraham as righteousness. He believed what God said. And he was willing to go all out on God's word. Faith is going all out on God's word. Mental ascent is holding back in case God's word does not work. Mental ascent is, 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 is questioning what God has said in the light of new circumstances. So God's word says that I'm healed. Amen. And I, I, I'm, the healing is not manifesting after I have spoken, I have, I, I, I claim I have confessed God's word for a month, for a year, and it seems as if healing is not coming. And I'm saying, why am I not getting healed? No, there is no why am I not getting healed, because God's word says, I am healed. Amen. Um, let's go on to read to the end of you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Amen. Um, I hope I can find that translation. I, I was using the translation. Give me a message. I think it's the closest. Is it not evident that a person is made right with God, not by a barren faith, but by faith fruitful in works? Amen. I think it's the typical I was using. So, you see, faith will always have, and that's why we come about having corresponding action. Faith will always prompt an action. Faith will always prompt, faith will always move you to do something. So, look, you can't be in faith, you can't be in faith, and you're not taking any action. Amen. You can't be in faith, you can't say you trust God. You can't say you trust God and you're questioning God at his word. Because it seems as if it's delayed or because it seems as if it's not happening. 
Faith is that God said it and that's all. We die here. Hallelujah. We die here if we have to. Amen. Go on. He says the same with Rahab, the, the Jericho harlot. Wasn't her action in hiding God's spies and helping them escape that seamless unity of believing and doing what counted with God? So you see, look at the story. Some of these accounts you get a clear picture of them in Hebrews. Look at the story of Rahab. Rahab believed that God was going to, God had delivered Jericho into the hands of the children of Israel. Amen. She believed that Jericho had fallen to the children of Israel. And so she, because of her belief, she saved the spies that came. She helped them to escape. Amen. And you know, she made, made a promise that, look, when uh, God delivers this, uh, I will be saved. I will be delivered. And then the red flag and all that the story of Rahab. Her family was saved. Her house was saved because she believed. Now, if she didn't believe, if she didn't believe that, if she didn't believe that this, uh, uh, God had delivered Jericho into the hands of the children of Israel. When the spies came, she probably would have, when she said, where are the spies? She probably would have given the spies up. Or she would have even decided, she would have not agreed to hide them in the first place. But because she believed that, um, Jericho, God had given Jericho to the children of Israel, she was willing, she took action, she took steps. Amen. So it says that the unity of her believing and doing what counted with God? Verse 26, the last one. He says, the very moment you separate body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. Separate faith and works, and you get the same thing, a corpse. So separate faith and separate faith and works. Separate faith and the actions that faith prompts you to take. Now, remember, I also said it. When you say faith and corresponding action, it's not, it's not your corresponding action that is faith. It's not your corresponding action that makes faith. It's faith that prompts the corresponding action. So it says separate faith and works and what you have is a corpse. Separate faith and works and what you have is just mental assets. What you have is just mental assets. Because, see, if you believe, if you believe, you will stand on it, even if it takes a million years for it to come to pass. Amen. You will keep doing, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, I think we talk, talk about, sometimes your corresponding action, your action of faith is that you keep saying the same thing, even in the face of, like we say, in the face of apparent defeats. I keep declaring it. I keep declaring that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I can go to the, to the hospital and expose my bum bum for the injection. And as they are piercing me, I declare by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I am healed. My, we're talking about sickness. I'm using sickness as an example now. My taking or no taking of drugs is not the proof of my healing. It is what I keep saying, it's what I keep declaring, it's what I keep believing. In spite of what's going on, it's what I keep declaring. That's my faith. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Let's look at let, 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 let's look at um, somebody interesting. John chapter twenty from verse twenty four. But Thomas, but Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. Amen. So the backstory: Jesus had resurrected. He came, appeared to his disciples. Thomas was not there when he came. Now, the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Go on. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came and the doors were shut and he stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your fingers here and look at my hands and reach your hands here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, be believing, but believing. Here Thomas, Thomas responded and Thomas answered and said, my Lord, my God. Hear what Jesus says to him. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Amen. Look at something here. You know, when he told Thomas that Jesus had resurrected from dead, Jesus, they had seen Jesus. Thomas said, ah, hmm. unless, not only that I see him, unless I put my, see the nail hole, put my hand inside the hole, Abba now, except I see the side. So, so that means that if Jesus, you know what it means? That means that if Jesus had resurrected, gone to heaven, and then got a clean body, pure, and just appeared, Thomas said, hmm, is this Jesus too true? So Jesus had to come back. I believe maybe because of Thomas, Jesus had to come back with the scars, with, not with even the scars, with the injuries, the hole in his hand, the hole in his side. Amen. And when he came, he said, Thomas, oh yeah, feel. When Thomas, Thomas actually felt it, my Lord, my God, ah, see your life. You actually, I, you know, it's exactly what happened before Thomas believed. Because like I said, if Jesus had appeared without those signs, Thomas probably would have, would have argued it or doubted it. But because he saw, was why he believed. Amen. That's mentally assenting. Amen. He needed to see to believe. And what did Jesus say? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. You are blessed. You are prospered. You are empowered to succeed. You are empowered to excel when you have not seen but you believe. Amen. For most of us, we have not seen Jesus. How many of you have seen Jesus? vision and you've seen his Jesus has appeared to you, seen his nail pierced hand, nail spare pierced sight and you have felt it to believe. Amen. Most of us have not. But do we believe? Yes, we believe. Amen. Thomas had to see to believe. Thomas had to feel to believe. Thomas had to depend on his five physical senses before he believed. Jesus is saying that blessed are we who do not depend on our five physical senses, and yet we believe. 
We are blessed when we do not take, when we do not take the, um, instructions for our believing or for our faith from our feelings. I'm saying that my feelings may not agree with what the world says, but because the world says it, I believe the world more than I believe my feelings. My feelings may not align with what the world has promised, but because the word of God says it, I choose to believe, I choose, see, I choose to believe God's word. I choose to believe what he has said above what I see or what I feel. Amen. That's what we, that's what we see in the story of Abraham. I don't want us to read, we, we, we talked about it, um, twice in Romans chapter four, where it talks about Abraham. Abraham chose to believe what God said above what he saw. That is faith. Mental assenting is just, oh, yes, it's true. God can do it. I believe God can do it. I believe God can do it. I believe God can do it. But why hasn't God done it for me? When you're asking that question, why hasn't God done it for me? You know, some, 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 somebody or some, some people will say that, look, I can, yes, you can say that, why hasn't it happened for me? You know, why haven't I received is different from why hasn't God done it? Amen. Why haven't I received is different from why haven't I, why, why hasn't God done it? Why hasn't God done it for me is that I believe God can do it. But he's taking his time on my case. But why hasn't it happened for me is that, look, I know that God has done it. I believe God has done it. But where am I missing it? It's me now. Where am I missing it? Not why hasn't God, why is God not doing it for me? I've been confessing now. Why, why, is, why hasn't my healing come? Why hasn't God give? why, why did God cause my healing to come? Amen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Faith is based on God's word. Amen. Faith is based on God's word. There was something interesting I, 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 I saw while I was studying and I, I just, I probably just can do that. Matthew 17, 20. Matthew 17, 20. Maybe one of them will talk plenty about it. Okay. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, this was when um, the disciples couldn't heal someone that was brought to them to heal. And they were asking Jesus, why, why, why couldn't they do it? Jesus said, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So he said that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, God say, how much faith do you need to get things done? He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you have faith as small, he says, as a mustard seed, some, some, some other account says as small as a mustard seed. He said, you will say to the mountain, move, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. So you see, what he's saying is that what you need is faith as small as a mustard seed. We talked about it also. We said that, look, use the faith that you have. Use that faith. The faith is enough to get the job done. 
Well, you know what? While, while I was I was studying, I saw something interesting that struck me. Um, Luke thirteen nineteen. He said, um, okay, start from 18. They said, what shall we like in the kingdom or, or the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? Verse 19. He said, it is like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his garden. And it grew and became a large tree and the birds of the air nest in its branches. Amen. See, he says that, Jesus said that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, amen, that you can get the job done. Now, here he's talking about the mustard seed. He says the mustard seed, another account talks about the size of, actually talks about the size of the mustard seed. He says the mustard seed, smallest of all seeds. He says like a man plants seeds. And then he says that he grew and became a large tree. Amen. When you release your faith, your faith grows. Your faith, your faith, point I'm trying to make is this, that look, it's only the faith that you release that can grow and attract things to it. Amen. He says that the man, what does it, he says, which a man took and put in his garden and it grew and it became a large tree and the birds of the air nested in its branches. Now, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, and you just keep it. They say it's a very small, tiny seed. You just keep it and you do not plant it. It will not grow. But see, you must plant this. That's faith. That's like a mustard seed. You must plant it. You must plant that seed for it to grow. I said that it grows and becomes a large tree. Amen. As you put your faith to work, as you use your faith, your faith is able to attract what you desire. Is able to attract things to it. Amen. As you release your faith, as you release your faith for the things, for your desires, for the things that you're in faith, for the things you're believing for, as you release your faith, as you put your faith out there, amen, the faith attracts the things that you desire. Glory to God. Faith that is not used. Faith that you don't act on. Amen. Is as good as dead faith. That mustard seed, if you have a mustard seed, Bible says that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you have that mustard seed, if you keep it and do nothing, it will remain a seed. You must plant it. You must release it. And you're releasing it is in your actions, the actions that you are taking. It's in what faith is prompting you to do. Amen. One example that I always give: if I believe that, if I believe that, if like, like if you believe that if somebody comes uh, shouting fire, fire. If you believe that this building is on fire, you will take action. Amen. If you believe, you, you, you will take action. You won't be sniffing and looking for where is fire coming from? Is it from the toilet? Is it from, no, you are downstairs before you are asking where the fire is coming from. It prompts you to act. Faith will always prompt you to act. And sometimes the action is not, not necessarily that, oh, I do something. It's just that I keep on believing what I am believing in the face of contrary situations. 
Amen. You cannot get anything out of God's word when you only mentally assent to it. When you just agree with it that, oh, it is true. Oh, that, what, 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 what he said is true. What, that God can heal is true. Amen. But, but you, you know, um, um, maybe my sin, maybe it's my mistakes, maybe it's my, we begin to list us, list up, you know, excuses and reasons why it should not be, it should not happen to us. Oh, uh, uh, it's because I, it's because I did this, because I didn't do this, because that is just, I'm simply mentally assented to God's word. Because see, like we also talked about in the past, faith is not, God doing for us is not based on what we do, but it's based on what Christ has done for us. Amen. What God does for us is based on what Christ has done for us, not on what we have done, what we are doing, or what we want to do. So we must constantly always believe what Christ has done for us. And if I believe what Christ has done for me, if my faith is what Christ has done for me, what I do or what I have not done is immaterial. What has happened or what has not happened is immaterial. Has God done it? Has he promised it? Have I found it in his word? Then it belongs to me. Amen. And I'm going to hold on to those words. I'm going to keep speaking it. I'm going to keep declaring it until it grows and it attracts my desires to me. Hallelujah. Mental ascent. Mental ascent. Most of the time, a lot of time, people are just mentally assented to God's word rather than truly believing God, truly agreeing, truly standing in faith, truly standing on God's word until they get their desired results. Glory to God. So, Romans, Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by us hearing, constantly hearing God's word, continuously hearing God's word. That, and that's what, um, James was talking about. Looking in the mirror and continue to look in the mirror. Looking in the mirror and continue, because what, what, what we, what we need is something to anchor our minds to what God has said. Amen. See, a lot of times, when we leave what God has said, our, when we leave, we take our eyes off the scripture and begin to look around. We see everything, things around us are speaking to us. Everything speaks. Everything speaks. So they are speaking to us and they are definitely speaking contrary to God's word because they are taking your attention away from God's word. So I can believe that God said it, but I can be, I can somewhere in my mind, I'm still in doubt that it can happen to me. Amen. If I say that God will, by before the end of this year, God will give you a million naira. Amen. Everybody shout amen. I say everybody will shout amen. Everybody shouted amen. Everybody shout amen. But you see, how many of you really believe it without any conditions attached to it? What I mean conditions attached to it is that, as you're thinking, you say, God give me a million naira. So how will it come? Will he come by my work? Will he come by, is it somebody who will come and give me? Is it, is it? No, I just believe because that is God's word. Very good. God's word has come to us that between now that things are going to happen for us starting this October and the climax in December. Amen. How many of us believe it? How many of you are already calculating? Okay, it's maybe 
maybe by December, I will get a promotion at work. Maybe by December, uh, but how many of you just believe that God said that good things are going to happen to me, angelic activities are going to increase, and it will start starting now and climax in December? I believe. I expect it. And to prompt me to take actions. See, faith that is not prompting you to take action. That's why I end this evening. Faith that is not prompting you to take action is just mentally assented to what God has said. It's not faith, it's mental assent. So if you say you're in faith and it's not prompting you to take actions, it's not propelling you to do something, then you've just mentally assented to God's word. You are not in faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, maybe we'll continue, maybe we'll not. Glory to God. Let's take communion. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt. 